It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. What the hell just happened? What we were, the hell happened? We were ready to blow up, guys. The bar is ready to blow up. Broncos country is ready to blow up. And then mm-hmm. we were just punched in the gut and uh, the heart was ripped out. What a disappointment um, of an entire game when you look at it in big picture. And what an awful uh, game in moments and what an awful way to end. That was brutal. That was just terrible. I mean, everything went wrong. At every moment, everything went wrong. and I, That's rough. That's just rough. It really is. Uh, DNVR Broncos post-game show presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Shout out DraftKings Sportsbook, where you can get in on tons of great deals when you use the code DNVR at sign up. And wow, welcome to the Loser Lounge. Like I said, it felt like it was going to be a winner's lounge. felt like it was going to be a a return uh, and a homecoming for it all. And guys, what happened there at the end? Well... Henry alluded to this, and I screenshotted this. I don't think this is the actual true um, spirit of Murphy's Law when they wrote it, but this is the way it is now described as an idiom. Murphy's Law is, is an adage or epigram that is typically stated as anything that can go wrong will go wrong. In some formulations, it is extended to anything that can go wrong will go wrong and at the worst possible time. And I can't think of a more apt description of what we just saw. And it's funny because we've talked about week ones before. And we always say in week one, you just never know. You never know in week one. It's maybe the most unpredictable, weirdest week in all of football, whether it's, whether it's NFL or college. And wonky things happen in week one. And fumbling the ball two times on the goal line is exactly what we're talking about. I think Henry, uh, Jake Schwanitz shared the stat with us, which was it's the first time since the year 2000, so 22 years. At least 2000, I believe. That, that oh, a really? team has fumbled the ball twice. On the one-yard line, so I want to start here with the blame game. Yep. Time to toss some blame around. And and I'm very confident in in what I'm blaming on this loss on. Um, But I'll start with you, Zach. What is the number one reason why the Broncos playing the lowly Seahawks are 0-1 right now? Melvin Gordon, Javante Williams, and Cortland Sutton. Those three mistakes were absolutely massive. And of course, I'm talking about all in the second half. Melvin Gordon has the ball. Mm-hmm. The Broncos have the ball at the inches line. And Melvin Gordon fumbles literally milliseconds before he reaches the ball across the end zone for a score. Then the very next position. Do you want to jump in? I just want to say, he might have actually been in if Cortland Sutton wasn't standing there. Now, that's not part of the blame game, but we never got a good angle. As to whether or not he was actually in. I still thought it was a touchdown because I thought he lost it. 
and then he got it again, like connected to his shoulder, and then lost it again. But when the ruling on the field <laughs> yep. is against you, uh, you're typically not going to get that benefit of the doubt. So I agree with you. I think he probably had it. Uh, but when that's what's called, it's going to be tough. Then the very next possession, uh, Nathaniel Hackett goes, well, I've seen Melvin enough in the red zone to not do this again. I'm going to go to Javante. And he has an even worse one, potentially, where he's hit, uh, fumbles the ball into the end zone. Instead of the Seahawks taking over at the inches line or the three-foot line, they take over at the 20-yard line. And then... They got a... Oh, yeah, you're right. The 20. Yep. And then yep. the next possession, Cortland Sutton gets the Broncos are at the three. And you're you're just thinking there's no way this is going to be a run. There's no way this is going to be a run. And it looks like they had a little fun play design called up. A little Andrew That Beck. was a touchdown. And it was going to be a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Who's going to be Andrew freaking Beck, the guy who started the game off so hot. Court and Sutton gets called for a penalty right when they move back five yards. You're just like, no, they're, they're going to kick a field goal here. And the worst part of that is you weren't part of the play. Like, yes. there's no reason for you to be false starting. Yep. And... That one falls squarely in third place for me. Um, Melvin yes. and Javante is just a straight-up tie. Um, you know, pick your poison. I tweeted it out. I said, this is what this is what you knew you were getting when you signed up Melvin. And, and Javante, you're right there, dude. Like, you had one less fumble than, than Melvin last year. Now you guys are tied. Both of your fumbles were just as bad. If you were making excuses for Javante's fumbles mm-hmm. last year, you said, well, they weren't as bad. Well, now they're just as right. bad. Right. And mm-hmm. there's no excuses for that, guys. Like, the one thing that I'll point to here, and and I'm still putting the blame squarely on those two guys, but you said he tried Melvin, he tried Javante. What's the one thing Nathaniel Hackett didn't try? How about your forty plus million dollar quarterback, Russell Wilson? Yeah, you didn't I- try him there on the first one. You didn't try him there on the second one, and you didn't have the balls to try him on fourth and five. What did you bring Russell Wilson here if it's not for converting fourth and five with the game on the line? I I was fine with the run calls. I do. I mean, you have a real case, obviously, but those fumbles, I mean, they're, they're terrible. Like that can't happen. And you know, it's weird when you look at Melvin's because what he did was he hit himself in the face with the ball. Yeah. Like he hit his helmet with the football. And it's like, that's, that's one that you have to just, clearly put on him obviously any fumble you do the Javante one you know that's after Quinn Miners goes out you've got uh Graham Glasgow over there Glasgow's three yards in the backfield as soon as as soon as Javante has the ball oh yeah and so I mean more yes you're right and and so I mean I they both deserve a whole lot of blame for both it's not worth relitigating all that but it's just it's just brutal it's just brutal to see. It's brutal. And also, of course, it, it is on the running backs, but terrible play calls. I hate those play huh. calls. I, I don't mind running the ball with Javante Williams or Melvin Gordon. Get under Not center. out of shotgun. Yeah. Not out of, especially when it doesn't work the first time. Get out of that. Do something different. I absolutely hated it the first time. I hated it the second time. When they did it the second time, I thought, there's no way this is going to be a run, right? Like, that would just be mocking us. And certainly, I thought it, they were it th- was. I thought the second time Nathaniel Hackett thought, I'm going for it on fourth down either way. Um, so, I'll run, it on, I'll run it on third, and then we'll throw it if we don't get in there. And obviously, he wasn't projecting Melvin or uh, Javante just dropping the ball like that. And that one, that one was rough because it's just like, he just kind of dropped it, you know? And, and both mm-hmm. of them. No, this isn't like a great player reaching in and punching it out as you're trying to mm-hmm. reach across the goal line. It's just that, like that's what I'm losing sleep mm-hmm. over tonight, and I will lose sleep over it. Uh, it, it that it's those two 
you guys are professional football players. Your only job down there is to hold on to the ball, number one. Number two, make a play and get in the end zone. And so you can point to a lot of things. And the Broncos screwed up oh, yeah. time and time and time again in this game. But if one of those goes in, you win. Totally. And to be honest, if the Melvin one goes in, I kind of think you win this game handily. Absolutely. You run away with it. You take away, not not only if they go in, if you just hold the ball and go down and don't get a touchdown, <laughs> and uh, you have a fourth down to go for it on Javante's case, or you just kick a field goal, you're going to win as well. The Seattle Seahawks, mm -hmm. Geno Smith looked like Patrick Mahomes in the first half. The second half, the Seattle Seahawks were doing nothing against nothing. the Denver Broncos. All the Broncos yep. had to do was get a one-point lead, or in this case, it would have been a two-point lead. Game over. Broncos yep, win. Totally. Easy. And they weren't able to do that. And last piece on the play call, and the Melvin Gordon play call kind of worked. Like, he, yes. he should have had the touchdown right just there. put both hands on yeah. the ball and just run and lean. Mm -hmm. Like, I get not liking the call when you have Russ, but at the same time, it did what it was intended to do. You got a running back inches away, and he just didn't hold on to the football. I, think, I mean, you got him into the end zone. He just wasn't oh, holding on to the ball when oh he got God. into the end zone. I do think oh. the second thing that I'll be laying in bed thinking about tonight, though, is the fact that you just didn't give Russ a chance to win the game for you. At no point did you give Russ a chance to win the game for you. Now, of course, there's a couple spots in there, like the throw to Salbert, which was like, Mm -hmm. The most vintage Russ throw ever. Rolling the other way. Flips the hips. Flicks the wrist. Puts it in the perfect spot. And I don't know if you have a better play. Like, this isn't a shot at Eric Sauber. But if you just have, like, a, a, a top-tier athlete there, they might make the catch. How about this? Does Alberto make that catch? Because I'm saying he damn well does because he had a fantastic game. game today. Uh, yeah. And it was a very tough catch. I totally understand why he wasn't able to hold on to it. Completely stretched out. Two hands on the ball, though. I don't care what where you're falling down. You got to catch that. But it's not a game on the line play, right? That's I think that was first down, maybe second. I think first though. Um, and you know you had another one on second down, which we never got a good look at it. It seemed like it hit Jerry Judy's hand. I don't know what happened um, mm -hmm. in the corner of the end zone there. And so like you had a couple times, but it's just like I just want when push comes to shove, put it in the hands of the most valuable player on your team, literally, figuratively, in every way, he is your guy. Let him win the game for you. You know, I thought down there on the goal line, one of those times they're going to try zone read. And both of the time, on both of the fumbles, I don't know if it was an option. I kind of think it wasn't. But either of those fumbles, if Russ pulls that ball, there's literally no one on the backside to score that. Like, call that play. Uh, any Anything like that, I just, I want, like, I want to see Russell Wilson with everything on the line, what he does. And for Nathaniel Hackett, my advice to him would be this. If you call a pass play on fourth down there, no matter what happens, no one is crushing you for it. No one is saying you should have kicked the 64-yard field goal. Just straight up. I mean, mm -hmm. someone somewhere is going to try and be a contrarian and say, how would you not trust Brandon McManus, the longest-tenured player on the team, the only guy left on the team who played in a Super Bowl? Blah, 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 or played in Super Bowl 50, blah, 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 blah. No, one's, no one in their right mind is blaming you if you put the ball in Russell Wilson's hand there and say, Russ, go, go win us this game. You need legitimately five yards for the first down, obviously, and that's literally all you need to just be in comfortable field goal range for Brandon McManus. Like, you go from 64 to 59, and everyone expects him to make that. And let, I, let, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think I agree with the decision. But at the same time, you can't be worried about what people think of the call. No, I just, I'm just, like, I'm just saying, 
do the like put the ball in Russell Wilson. Is, is it if you yeah. if your choice choice comes down to Russell Wilson or Brandon McManus, and it's not Brandon McManus doing his job. It's Brandon McManus going outside of his job, right? Mm -hmm. He would have been one of the five longest field goals in NFL history. Yeah. So it's not it's not like, like Russell Wilson getting five yards. Yep. Seems a hell of a lot easier than Brandon McManus kicking a 64-yard mm -hmm. Well, So let's set the scene because the Broncos had third and 14 from their mm -hmm. own 45. They had a minute 13 left. Brent, Russell Wilson gets a completion to Javante Williams, picks up nine. So you have about a minute five left. The clock is ticking, but you're in Seattle territory. You're on their 46-yard line. You're fourth and five from their 46. A minute five left. You have all three timeouts and there, there's so many questions here with one uh mm -hmm. play calling the decision to kick a field goal and then you have game management and clock management here and what nathaniel hackett and the broncos did they let the clock go all the way down and called a timeout but if you're kicking the field goal that's the right move i no, it's not it, it's not the right move what the right <sighs> move is in my opinion you call a timeout right away you bring the field goal unit out uh well then you're gonna have no, what you do is you, 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 you send Brandon McManus out for a quick field goal. And uh, if he hits it... Uh, I know what you're saying. Yeah. And... You, you, you give yourself no time left. Yeah. But by, that, by, yes. by, by wasting... You have all three timeouts. Mm -hmm. Give your kicker a shot, and then at least you're going to give Russell Wilson another shot. Uh, you know, Jake made a great point. Jake Schwanz, Buffs guy. Uh, when we were sitting there, we said the same thing. You call that timeout right away. You save as much time as you can. But he said... You know, if you do go out there and take a look at the defense, you know what you're working with if you do decide to go for it. Like, you get to go look at the defense. Now, is that worth 30 seconds in that situation? Potentially, honestly. I mean, that's a big fourth down. You need those five yards if that's what you're going to do. And so I don't Wait, what do you mean? mind what do you mean? that part. You, so they you, send you, in a play, yep. and I assume what, what, what Nathaniel Hackett is saying in the headset is, hey, we're looking for cover three here. Yep. And if they come out in cover three, run the play. If they don't run it all the way down, we're going to kick the field goal. It, don't like it. But you at least got to look there. And, hey, if you're Nathaniel Hackett, maybe you come back. Maybe you see that and you say, okay, they came out in cover two or they came out in man, you know, whatever it may be. Let's call a timeout here. Mm -hmm. And so maybe at this point there's 40 seconds left. Let's call a timeout here and discuss. And you, at, at that point, though, there's still not enough time to get the ball back after you use the timeout. It was kind of a catch-22 situation. Uh, my big thing is if Russell Wilson knows this is it, this is your last, you know, like does he check that ball down? If he knows, mm -hmm. hey, if, we're not, if we don't get 14 here, we're kicking the field goal. Oof. What's crazy is if Javante Williams <laughs> goes down on first contact, then it's fourth and eight, yep. and you're definitely going for it. The yeah. other thing, you know, that, that Ed Werder tweet's going around. ESPN had him with a 30% chance of winning if they kick the field goal, 29% if they go for it there. That doesn't factor in that they could have had another 30 seconds to play with if they had decided to go for it because that 29% probably goes up to 35, 36, 37 if it's if 50 seconds yards. instead of 20. The, yeah. the thing about Nathaniel Hackett, or with Russell Wilson too, is he's got that second dimension, which is so tough to stop on a fourth and mm -hmm. five, and they had them all spread out. So it was going to be I, – I, Russell Wilson is picking up that first down. Russell yep. Wilson was great tonight. He yep. had he 69% completion, 340 yards, one touchdown, over 100 passer rating, and he was moving his team down yep. the field left and right. 
at the end of the game, uh, in, the, in the second half. He, he was having no problem moving the ball. Mm -hmm. None at all. Yep. Someone in the comments said, damn, the bar is quiet. I assume they're basing that off of our background noise. We are on the second floor, far yeah. away from the bar. We're so the you moon. can't hear the bar, but I bet it is pretty quiet. It was insanely lit at one point, uh, especially after the Jerry Judy touchdown. Probably mm -hmm. the loudest the bar's ever gotten for a Broncos moment. Um, but, of course, very quiet after that field goal didn't get, go in. Mostly just Oof. profanity. Yeah. Um, I just – it does feel like it was mismanaged for sure. Yes. Um, and, Zach, I think your strategy of call the timeout right away, evaluate your options, and if you miss that field goal, there's a minute left on the clock, and you can get the two quick stops on the run, and you're going to get – 10 seconds left not much time it's not gonna yeah. matter but no but it's it's more you, you give russell a shot more than you gave him at the end <sighs> here's the thing yeah though. but i mean if, if you're you giving them the ball the at the goal then you're giving them the ball back with a minute left but how's your deep how's your i don't worry about that the second half they've been great yeah but that's why zero points that's the, why you did it the part it's i'm more worried coach about making a making a non-defensive thought it's, it's not having confidence in your defense is what it is yeah i mean Probably the the one the minute timeout. The thing is, I mean, then you're left with two timeouts, right? After after you call yeah, that, yeah. You so you're left timeouts. with two. So you missed the field goal, which for 64 would be kicked from your own 46. Yeah. So they get the ball at the 46, which means they they run three plays. Those if they're three seconds each, that's nine seconds. Run 40 off after mm -hmm. the third one because there's no timeout. All of a sudden, there's 11 seconds. And they're punting from their own 45. Yep. Mm -hmm. Or from your 45. So you get the ball in the 20, and you have two shots, because you have one shot to make the field goal uh, and another shot to throw the ball right now. Hank, you, you, what, yeah. what you're saying, I understand what you're trying to say, but it doesn't make sense because right now you only gave yourself one opportunity. And that yeah. was at least you give yourself a chance. It's a Hail Mary from the 20 at best. It's a chance. It, that, is, that's is it more fair. of a chance than the Seattle Seahawks kneeling the ball? That is true. I can't argue that. But I do think... I mean, if the option is you see something you like and take it. I mean, the real answer here is you don't leave that up to McManus for a 64-yarder. You don't. Um, and and that's, I will say, that's not a strong feeling I have. That's not something I sit here and say you absolutely do not do that. When they made the call, it, it took me like it took me a couple minutes after the game to really sink in and be like, yes, I am confident that they should have gone for that fourth down. But it was the wrong call. And uh, something we saw in training camp, and, and Hank and, and Ryan, you guys were there. Time and time again, Russell Wilson would struggle for the for mm -hmm. the majority of practice, and then he would be his best in these uh, two minute warnings, in these two yeah. minute drives, in these four minute yep. drives. That's what he does. That's what he does. <laughs> that's what so he does. So fourth and five, that's what he's going to do, and mm -hmm. he was money throughout the game. Uh, so again, I, this one's not probably ever gonna sit well with me. Yep. It was a decision that Nathaniel Hackett made, and uh, and there's gonna be a lot of second guessing now because <laughs> you had Russell Wilson. This was his time to shine. And you took him off the field. If it's Justin Tucker, does that change your mind? Yes. Yep, it does. He makes that. Well, is it? Uh, <laughs> By the way. He made it last year, didn't he? I, he did. Yeah. He made 66. Yeah. But still, I mean, it's not like uh, that means you always make it. And that miss doesn't mean he always misses it. No. I think that's 50-50 for McManus. Yeah, it's a little optimistic. but We saw two. Missed both. 
Uh, yeah, first and, one is a... And to be honest, I'd, I just never want to hear anything from Brandon McManus about trying long field goals ever again. I was just going to say, <laughs> he took that out of his bag, didn't he? Yep. Because like you said, it wasn't just one, it was two. You ever played mm-hmm. golf with a guy who just literally can't hit the driver and he just doesn't even bring it, just leaves it in oh. his car? Leave the driver in your car. Mm. Stick to your irons. I mean, he's he's been good from deep, though. Not that deep. Just not that deep. Okay. I just okay. don't want to hear... I, I Like... Try go ahead if you want to call that as a coach, that's fine. I just don't want to see him whining about it. Okay, okay. I'm not worried about who whines and who doesn't. Here's the last point I want to make, and and I saw this this morning. It scared me from the start, but I just wanted to check on it because I saw a couple pieces of evidence yesterday that made me think about it, and I think the the real answer here is you have to take the big picture view that we were talking about all off season. But it is something to be to note and, and to think about as the season goes on. Teams that did not play their starting quarterback at all in the preseason. I, I wanted to look at like starters as a mm-hmm. whole, but that's really hard because like Albert O, does he, would he have disqualified the Broncos? Uh, it's tough to yeah. say. Um, so I looked at teams that did not play their starting quarterback at all in the preseason and how they did in week one. And boys, <laughs> it's about what you just saw. In the first quarter... 2.9 uh, uh, points per game from those teams in the first quarter. What did the Broncos score? Three. Three. Uh, in the game, total points scored in the game by teams, by the 10 teams who did not play their quarterback at all in the preseason, 17. Hmm. So that's exactly what happened mm-hmm. to the Broncos. First drive of those teams, four punts, three field goals, two touchdowns, and a pick six. The Broncos were, it was a field goal. Yeah, field goal on their first drive. So they fit right into the yep, uh, median of this. Um, and then here's the, here's the big one. Teams that did not play their quarterback at all in the preseason versus teams that did, which that includes the Seahawks as teams that did, and the Broncos as teams that didn't, one and six. So, and let me just read off you these teams. These are not mm-hmm. bad teams. Cardinals, Ravens, Bengals, Cowboys, Raiders, Chargers, Rams, Vikings, titans those are like all teams that expected to make the playoffs when they started this season that's why they didn't play their quarterback because they're like we we're we have a chance and so it definitely affected teams no doubt about it the thing that i'm just gonna try to close my eyes and think about is what you and i were saying zach the whole time Mm -hmm. which is it just doesn't matter it's not worth risking losing players for the entire season if that means losing week mm-hmm. one. And I know that in this moment right now, no one is feeling that. But oh, yeah. when we were talking three weeks ago, it made a lot of sense. And hopefully when we're talking three weeks from now, it'll still make a lot of sense. It doesn't feel good, but I guess I'll ask you this. And I'll start with you, Henry, because you were the most anti this. Was yeah. it the right move? Damn, that's a tough question. I will say this was going to be my answer for the blame game. I just assumed that uh, the the fumbles would be off the board and that like defensive penalties would be off the board. But this was number three on my list, which was like, it's kind of on the coaching staff for not playing the starters. Cause they did not look sharp. The backs didn't cut, hold on to the ball through contact. The, the defense got called something for that they literally never got practice. Yeah. The, the, the defense person. didn't like, they, they were called for penalty after penalty offense is called for penalties and maybe it's random. Maybe it happens anyway. How about Does tackling? feel like, and that's the last one. Justin Simmons in the hole gives up a 30 yard run. That doesn't happen. He doesn't do that. That seems like something that could practice. So that was on my list. And was it the right decision? 
I mean, we're talking blame game for this game. That's one of the big reasons I think that they lost Absolutely. this game. Was it the right decision? It's just so hard it's to sit here because you don't know. I mean, there's an, there's an alternate universe where any one of these players, where five of your starters are, are gone for the season. So, I don't know. I'm not... Big picture is one loss that big of a deal? Potentially. Yeah. That's, but that's who knows? Big, and that's a big thing. Today I'm saying I'm. it was the right decision to sit the starters. Wow. But... Okay. Boy, does ask it... Ask me week 14. Ask me next preseason, too. Or ask me week 18. Because if the Broncos yeah. missed the playoffs by one game, then I will say I was wrong. And they yeah. should have played in the preseason. And you know what? I'm I'm the most anti-preseason guy there is. If if Nathaniel Hackett decides to play the starters next year in the preseason, I will not blame him. No, and I, I think he might <laughs> learn from this. And, and maybe it's a little too much of an over... Uh, cor- correction and Possibly. we'll find out and speaking of uh, over reactions a lot of people saying whoa you guys are going crazy no we're reacting to what just happened and what just happened the Broncos mm-hmm. just lost mm-hmm. a game in which they were six and a half point favorites this was uh, one of their easier games on the schedule they shouldn't have lost however what I will say all of these things are correctable that that the, that the Broncos so, but they did. were correctable in the game and 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 they were and we saw some of those happen. The yes. Broncos gave up 17 points in the first half. The defense looked absolutely terrible. They tighten up in the second half, give up zero points. The Broncos scored 13 points in the first half. Okay, 20 on pace for 26 mm-hmm. in the game. That's not bad. And then their offense is way better in the second half. They get the ball to the one-yard line, to the one-yard line on their possessions in the, in the third quarter. They get the ball to the eight-yard line. In fact, even got it to the three before that penalty. Uh, and they came away with three points. And those possessions. So all of these things are correctable. The season's not over. No, it, but that, like you said, Ryan, that's what makes it even more frustrating. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. It's one. It's a catch twenty two because it's like, it was all correctable. It's it's all it all should be fine. And to be fair, the Broncos were so far and away the better team in the second half. It's not even close. They looked oh, like yeah. the team that they were supposed to be compared to the Seahawks in the second half, mm-hmm. if not for the fumbles. Um, Ali, I have a question. Adam Schefter just tweeted out a clip of Peyton Manning on the Manning cast talking about what he would have done late. Are we allowed to play that? I don't. You can say no. Um, it's not a highlight, so... Well, we can... there's game footage in the background. All right, here's what we're going to do. Okay. You mute my mic. I want to listen to what he said, and I'll tell you guys about it. In a <laughs> well, if it's good. not... We, you can play it, the audio. Well... Allie, can you I pull like up this. the audio? I can pull up the audio. Okay, let, no... all right, let's all right, do that. Let's do that. We'll when, come back to when it. When she's pulling it up... I got to tell you about Breckenridge beer because Breckenridge beer undefeated. So Everyone many. needs so many Breckenridge beers. Yes, right now. absolutely. People are going to need Breck brews throughout the week to calm themselves uh, from what just happened. And they've got a hoot nanny that is happening in October. Sounds and like something Peyton Manning would like. Oh, it does. Definitely. Does. I think mm-hmm. he actually named it probably. You've got to be there October 8th and 9th at their Littleton location, the farmhouse. It's going to be an absolute blast. You can go to events.cedad.com slash hootenanny22 in order to get your tickets. Make sure you do that. And also make sure to go to breckbrew.com to get Breckenridge beer. It's delicious and you need it in your life. You desperately need it in your life, and I I could go for her so many Breckenridge brews right now. Um, and I could also go for some Athletic Greens because yes. I feel unhealthy right now. I have unhealthy <laughs> thoughts and feelings, yes. and I feel um, like I've been put in a time machine and taken back to before all of this happened. Like, mm-hmm. this... This game would have happened last year. Yeah. 100%. And we'd be sitting yep. here talking about all the same shit. 
Destroying Vic Fangio. There would not be a quarterback with 340 yards. I will that say that. Is a fact. There is that and one piece. We're going to get to that later. Um, the Broncos would have had Geno Smith on their team if this was last year. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so anyways, uh, Athletic Greens, when you wake up tomorrow, you're probably going to feel bad. Still, get some Athletic Greens. Get your gut health, gut, gut health right. Take care of some of that fried food you had tonight, the mm-hmm. beers, whatever. Uh, it's such a great product. It really does. Like, you wake up, you drink some Athletic Greens, you're going to feel like that brain fog goes away, like you're starting your day with a dub. And you're doing the right thing. So get some Athletic Greens and go to athleticgreens.com slash Broncos to take ownership over your health and pick up the ultimate daily nutritional insurance. And tell us about us, Hank. Also us. Um, Let's talk about the bar. We had so much fun tonight until late in the game. There were, oh my goodness! For the last ten seconds. That no. that was a solid two hours. The Even that last drive. About to be so. Sad. You know, I tweeted it out. Like, it would. Obviously, if instead of being down 16-13 or whatever the hell that score was, if instead of being down, you could be sitting there like up by 40, you take it. But also, when you're sitting there and you know that like there's it, it's a 50-50 game with 10 minutes left, like it just feels like football's back. Like that's it's not necessarily a good feeling, but it's one of the feelings that you miss when you don't have football around. So that vibe was back. Everybody cared, everybody was hanging on every play. People were throwing around terrible terrible takes take after take after take one play was oh nate hackett sucks next play it's like oh yeah looks like they got things going now it's wild but that's why we love sports and all that happens at the bar you got the sound on everybody's fired up it was just such a great place to watch a game um again until that last that what's not we we went down that road such a fun night breckenridge beers such great food from the bar no exact please um yeah i mean the bar was so much fun tonight it's just a shame it that it ended the way it did i'm so sick of saying that <laughs> oh god I'm so yeah. sick of saying that yeah uh but i appreciate every single one of you guys who came out tonight Absolutely. everyone who said hi everyone who participated uh early on in the mm-hmm. tailgate show we did there's a lot of people you know laughing and yelling and all that good Being stuff a little afraid of andre yeah yeah that happens it's just that's a tailgate tradition uh but yep the season is not over this is not one of those teams that has no room for error. Now, guess what? You got to go steal one that you didn't. We didn't think you were gonna get later in the season. Yeah. And we had them with twelve wins. I thought you were gonna say steal one against the Texans next week. No, you're gonna. <laughs> I, can't, I don't even know if I can say this shit anymore. <laughs> you should beat the Texans. You should beat the 49ers. You're off and running. You're two and one. All is well. You know. Uh, in in you're probably at some point if you're gonna win this division. Gonna have to steal one that we thought you were gonna lose. No, maybe oh, to not. win the division, yeah. Yeah, maybe not to make the playoffs. We had no. them at twelve and five. Now they're eleven and six. You know, I really don't feel that differently about the team as a whole, and we can get into that in a second. Um, but it hurts. It does. It does. Mm-hmm. And and we'll get into big picture stuff obviously throughout the week. Probably dive into that big time tomorrow. Ali, do you have that uh, that audio up? Because not only do we have Peyton saying he would do something different. We've got a pretty bad stat here as well. Oh, no. Oh, I know. I can hit play and then hide it. We got three timeouts here. I might use one right here. Let's use one. Let's talk about Mm -hmm. this. Let's talk about this. As the clock's ticking down. They can try to draw draw them off sides. Might try to draw them off sides. They don't have that much time. Oh, no. Well, you don't want to waste that much time. This is actually like PTSD. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I think we I think we should call a timeout. Right now. <laughs> mm. 
Oh no. It looks unsettled. Sutton doesn't know what he's doing. Hurry up. Look at how long that took. We got three timeouts here. I feel you there, Peyton. Oh, that was way worse. That felt way worse than I thought it would. I uh, I didn't even realize that. I I assumed the clock was stopped. So I was tweeting, looking at other things, and then I look up, twenty nine, twenty eight. Did I miss a play? Nope. Just standing there. Yeah, and how brutal is that? Listening to it, knowing what's happening, and just how long it is. I hadn't even thought about credit to Peyton. I hadn't even thought about like fainting a snap at any point while you're just standing there. Yeah. Right. You might as well try. Yes. Totally. Draw them off size, pick up the first down. There try you go. it a hundred times in a row. Yep. Yep. They didn't even do that. That's a that's a really good point. Yep. And when Peyton Manning's saying it, it just makes it feel a little worse. A lot worse. <laughs> so much worse. So then how about this? Mm-hmm. Brandon McManus, his career history of sixty two plus yard field goals got to be 0 for 0 for 6 yeah yep. 0 for 6 including 262 yarders a 63 yarder and 264 yarders um brutal i mean yep. the, the, the history is there and after the game nathaniel hackett said that this was borderline his range this was pretty much his range i think we need to learn this is not uh, his range uh, there's no pretty much in football oh. it's a game of inches right? i mean that this is not his range this is not his uh, range. Brandon McManus talked about it last week after he was named captain. He said he needs to hit every single field goal inside 50 mm-hmm. and above 50. He needs to hit 75%. Th- mm-hmm. Those are those are the, the goals that he sets for yep. himself. What about above 60? Realistically, it's probably not 75%. It's no. probably less than 50%. And you know what? You give me Russell 0%. Wilson on a fourth and five. Yeah, historically yeah. it says 0%. You give me Russell Wilson on a fourth and five. That's over 50% in my heart. Oh, absolutely. That's over 50%. But then you still need to make the field goal eventually. Yes, but... But then you're bringing it to a 50-yarder. You have a minute. Like, remember when um, Patrick Mahomes went went all the way into field rounds in 12 seconds? Oh, yeah. So, like... That's Mahomes, though. I I know, but but you don't need to go all the way into field goal range from the the 25. You need to go 10 yards from where you are on fourth and five. It's... It was the wrong call for yep. sure. It was. Even if it goes in, it was you got lucky on a prayer. And that's what that stat tells you. Yeah. I mean, that was real close. But to going I want to know because every game, I don't want to hear pretty much. Every single game, the special teams coordinator comes to the coach after warmups and says, here's what he hit from. So did he hit from 64 or not? Mm, I mean, I bet he, he did. Because if you hit from 63, and not from 64. I do not want to hear about it. <laughs> and uh, uh, this, I'm reading this off uh, DMAX timeline, Darren McKee's timeline, uh, or Twitter. Uh, and here's what he said after listening to the Hackett press conference after the game. Hackett said Javante Williams got to the spot they felt they needed to be for BMAC. The end. They had a plan based on loads of practice and work. It wasn't an impulse decision. It was about a lack. It wasn't about a lack of trust in Russ. It was about a plan based on your talent, and it didn't work. So, hearing that, does that make you feel better or worse that this decision was an impulse? It came after better. tons of information. Hmm. Better, but I I want to hear it definitively, not the edge of his range or almost in range or pretty much in range. That's where you lose me. Definitively, that is his range. We say sixty-four and in. We're kicking. Fine, I can live with that. So what if yeah? What if Javante does get one yard shorter, and it's sixty-five, 
and they said before the game his range was 64. Then you absolutely positively go for it. And if his range was 63, <laughs> then you absolutely positively go uh, for it. No. If his range was 64, fine. That's what you went with. I, but I want to hear that definitively. And the fact that, what was the quote? It, it's pretty much his range. Yep. That is the it's opposite of definitive. So yeah. if his range before a game was 63, it, they, they can kick from 64, but it's fourth and 15? Fine, yes. Okay. And but there's does, a line that somewhere. Does change it. Yeah, because the Broncos... They, prayer. They, they have prayer the, versus prayer. They had the third and 14 right before. Let's say that was actually at the 46, and let's say Russell Wilson threw a pass that was incomplete, and then it's fourth and 14. Okay, I get it. Yeah. I get it. Fourth and five. You have Russell Wilson. Yep. You, you don't have Joe Flacco. He wasn't done cooking. You, you don't have to worry about running. Ah, uh, man, so disappointing. Definitely. Right, let's walk through this game a little bit and see if we let's can... Let's run through it. Yeah, <laughs> let's <laughs> run through the game a little bit and just see if we can identify some stuff that isn't being talked about in like the five main reasons the Broncos mm-hmm. lost. Uh, and, and it started in a pattern that was going to follow them throughout most of the first half, which is kicking yourself or shooting yourself in the foot. Uh, you know, first and 10 at the Seattle 30 um it's a it's a a block you know it's a it's a no gain but eventually you end up getting a penalty which allows them to advance the ball then it comes down all the way to you know around the 40 yard line and this was the first picture of a lack of discipline for me which was alex singleton great call blitz gets there doesn't make the tackle it happens but then Kareem Jackson, and I believe one other player, I don't know who it is, sees, sees Gino start to take off, and they all just leave. And there is nothing, and I mean nothing yep. but green, for Will Disley. And what's interesting about this is it was very clear that the Broncos' entire game plan on defense was keep everything in front of you. You know, like, uh, the Seahawks didn't even get a chance to try a deep ball because from the first snap of the game, Pat Sertan's giving uh, DK Metcalf all the room he wants in front of him yep. mm-hmm. and that's that's fine but that means you have to stick to those principles yep and mm-hmm. leaving a guy to run up and make a hit is just not sticking to those principles of course gino is gonna you know he's gonna convert that first down and that sucks but it's, you have another chance you you live another yep. another series of downs to stop gino freaking smith but you sell out you leave he makes a great play credit to him Flips it over there to Will Disley. It's a touchdown. And it was just that first thing I was like, man, these guys, calm down. What are you doing? Settle down. Yeah, like stick to who you are. Stick to the game plan. That that was the first break for me. That was like Sertan playing off coverage. But at the same time, it was some sort of like cover three or cover three match or something where at least for those first two, Justin Simmons was crashing down hard, almost just trying to jump anything short. And there was one where he was within a step of getting a hand on a ball. There was the the first one he was just a little bit further back. So you at least saw what the plan was there, almost to to bait him and see if Simmons can make a play. But yeah, I mean, I think they got a little too cute with a lot of those coverages, especially early on. And I was actually wrong. There wasn't a penalty on that. There wasn't a first down uh, earning penalty on that first mm. drive. It was actually a penalty oh, yeah. on Seattle. Um, so they had a first and fifteen on the 49 well and alex singleton just also has to make that play if you as a linebacker are yes. around a quarterback and his name isn't russell wilson patrick mahomes if his name's geno smith 
you got to bring him down. Then the Broncos turn around and have a great drive. And mm-hmm. it was the Andrew Beck show. How about that one-handed catch from Mr. Andrew Beck? He had 52 receiving yep. yards on that drive. Drove the Broncos <laughs> down into field goal range. And what stops it? A penalty. Yep. False start, Cameron Fleming. That's what throws the whole thing off mm-hmm. when you're just cruising down. Uh, also, it was very apparent on that drive that Russ was feeling the adrenaline. Um, none of his passes were sharp. They, they yes. worked. But, you know, he missed Andrew Beck on the first play of the game. Um, the, Again, one, like, the, the reason Andrew Beck makes the great catch mm-hmm. is because Russ throws it off a little bit. Um, so a couple, you know, again, it was fine, but it was clear, like, oh, he's very hyped up, which is super understandable. Every he was ball hyped was up just so much two that, feet. But then he was still able to drive the team yep. down for a field yep. goal and yep. potentially more if it wasn't for penalties. Mm-hmm. And then the next possession – the Broncos' defense comes up big. Gift. Turnover on downs. And how about Jonas freaking yep. Griffith with a stick on Noah Fant? We're used yep. to seeing Noah Fant uh, not get any, any yards yeah, after the catch. The and he didn't get a single inch courtesy of, uh, uh, of Jonas Griffith. A huge play. Mm-hmm. And the Broncos' defense then comes up with a stop on fourth down. Draymond Jones. That, yep. that run, he grabbed the ball. And so, like, as the running back kept moving forward, the ball no, stayed right outside. Yeah. Oh, Gino, oh, Gino kept moving forward. Had the ball in his hands. Just held it short of the line. Gino couldn't do anything. That was a great right. play. You extend the ball, he's just going to take it away from you. It's just right there. Yeah. Yep. Uh, and the Broncos, man, I felt like this is your chance. Yep. This is your gift. Mm-hmm. Go down, score, take a 10-3, take a 10-7 lead, and the game is yours. Such was not the case. Yeah. Um, you get a false start. Guess what? Garrett Bowles. Um, and that, again, from, you know, the very beginning, or sorry, you know, at the, at the end of that drive, just throws you off. Yep, it absolutely does. And you were moving. Javante Williams started off with the 13-yard run. You felt good G- about it. Got you from deep in your own territory. Like, yep. those are the toughest places to get those runs. Like, that yep. easily could have been a three and out, gain five yards, punt with a little more space. Yep. Um, so, yeah, first and 10 at the 47, false start. Um, and that ends up stalling that drive there. Um, second, second down is a loss for two. So you're second and 17, third, you know, third and 12, fourth and 12, you punt. Um, mm-hmm. and, and that was, to me, that was the story of the first half. I was like, I tweeted out, said if they could just settle in and stop hurting themselves, they will win this game. What'd they do? They hurt themselves more. Well, Russ that- still a little jumpy. Had KJ on that five wide, first and 15. He was coming back across the middle. Nobody around. Five yards, easy. Probably more like seven, eight. Could change some things. We just ran out of the back of the pocket and a little too fast to stepping up. Two years, though, can't be too concerned. And then penalties again came back to hurt the Broncos on the Seahawks next drive where they drove down for a field goal. Jonathan Cooper had a great tackle and then taunting. And, yes, it was taunting. He stood over him for way too long. They're going to call that every single thing day is, of the it week. Totally. It matter. But to half second. It's like it is way too long. Half second. It's a penalty. It's bad. Uh, totally. There was a totally. lot of like back and forth on Twitter about this. It just doesn't matter. Yeah. Don't do it. You don't can't put do that. Yourself in that situ- yeah. Especially, you're Jonathan Cooper. You're getting a couple of plays <laughs> yep. in here. You just made a great play. Uh-huh. Don't do that. That sets up the Seahawks. We're on the next play. They get a fantastic run by Rashard Penny. And Ronald Darby makes a great play coming yep. out from behind, punches the ball out. It's a, the ball's loose, and the Seattle Seahawks just happen to be in the right position. Fall on it. Two times in this game that happened for them. And then penalties back the Seahawks up to keep them out from scoring touchdowns. So the Broncos get lucky on mm-hmm. the penalty route, maybe for one of the only times in this game. DJ Jones was everywhere. Up to that point, he drew one of those holds. 
Yeah. Uh, then, so they get the field goal. Then, you know, play of the game. Ooh. Russell Wilson, Jerry Judy, fade route, uh, slot fade, I believe. Um, yeah. And it was open, wide open. Russ almost short-armed it. Uh, Jerry, good job. Contested catch. Well, he did short-arm it. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, he almost <laughs> short-armed it to the point where it wasn't a completion. Jerry does a great job, keeps his concentration, catches the pass, and then what we talk about with Jerry Judy all the time, get the ball to this man in space, and he's going to make people miss, makes a miss, dances all the way down the sideline, touchdown, and it felt like, yep. there you go. They're back. Everything's fine. Yep. You're good. It's, it's on. By the way, that pass, 67 yards, it say, was long longer oh. than any pass last season. Also, I believe first target for a receiver in that game. Yep, it was. It yep. was Jerry's first catch. Uh, and Jerry did three great things on that. The concentration. What do we talk about Jerry Judy? Yeah. Concentration sometimes isn't there, which it was later in the game. Wasn't there later in the game. Uh, but he catches it. Concentration. Breaks a tackle. And then how about that turn on burner speed? We saw it awesome. his rookie season in the final game where he took that ball 95 yards for a touchdown from Drew Locke. Mm-hmm. He did that again here, burning down the sideline. It felt like the Broncos were uh, were running. We're about to run away with it. And then guess Until. what? Penalties. Uh, second and seven. You know, Broncos uh, stuff up a run, defensive holding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they couldn't cover Colby Parkinson. Yeah, that was Jonas Griffith. Yep. I'm not sure. He played it like he thought it was zone coverage. Everybody else on that side of the field took a man. It almost looked like he could be playing man coverage, but just kind of like let him get behind because he thought he could run with him. I don't know, but it was it was bad. In Tough two plays, for Jonas in, yes. the, in, in the pass coverage. In yes. two plays before that, it was Colby Parkinson for 18 yards. So, mm-hmm. And then two plays later, uh, Colby Parkinson for 20 yards, touchdown, and it just, man, you felt like you had it taken right away from you. Mm-hmm. Then great job to, to drive down and get a field goal. Um you know, a, a very um, apt drive from Russ. It was yep. pretty much everything we saw in the uh, yep. in training camp. You know, in those two minute situations, they're mm-hmm. able to drive down and get a field goal, not a touchdown. You take it. You're getting totally. the ball. You feel great about it, and you get that ball and you drive it all the way down. And it should be your opportunity to take a 2017 lead and again feel First like lead of the game you're right in the driver's seat. That's the Melvin Gordon fumble we talked about that one. Then amazing play by Randy Gregory right after. Mm. DK Metcalf is flexing like crazy on Pat Sertan on the very next play. Poetic justice. Yeah. Uh, Randy Gregory says, flex on this. Rips the ball right out of his hands. Yeah. Epic play. Thought it maybe could have been a scoop and score. Uh, but, you know, Justin advances it down. Randy Gregory. DK go. Metcalf is huge. We've yep. told you guys how big Randy Gregory is. This showed how big and strong he is. DK mm-hmm. Metcalf is an amazing athlete. He's an amazing human specimen. He is so strong. And what did Randy Gregory do? He said, I'm stronger than you. I'm going to rip that ball out of your hand. That whole sequence was so much fun. Sertan gets called for the hold on DK. Yeah. And it's like, oh, God, not that. On third down, right? Yep. And then uh, Sertan had a great play in coverage on DK, but then Chubb got called for the penalty, so it didn't matter. Roughing the passer. Yep. Next play. Sertan got beat Terrible across the middle, penalty, by the way. and and DK was, I mean, Sertan's just right there. He's just not big enough. So you have all that going on. DK's kind of beating him up. It's back and forth. And then that screen for Gregory get out there. And that's what Randy Gregory does. Like, it's, like, you watch whenever he got to the quarterback last year, the quarterback just snapped in half. Like, it's honestly just an unnecessary roughness every single time he gets to the quarterback, which he needs to do a lot more. But to see him, like, rip the ball out, like, that's... 
that's the kind of play that he makes. But in, he got sack sack player money, which I'm concerned about. In, in an alternate universe, we should be talking about that as a play of the game. We're probably yeah. giving him king of the game. Potentially. Uh, based on that play. Such is not the case because there you go. Five, uh, five plays later. I've got on the, seven play of the games that I want to go through with after. All right. Five, you know, five plays later at the goal line, Javante Williams fumbled. We've talked about that plenty. Then defense forces a punt. Broncos get it back. They're back down and scored. Yeah. Real quick, to set that up, it's that pass interference on Hamler that got him down there. The drive before when they yep. got down there, it's the pass interference on Cortland Sutton. That's like 70 more yards that were called in penalties. Could have gotten Russ to like 440 if those counted differently. Yep. Yeah. Also, or, smart plays by the Seahawks. Interfere because Broncos can't finish the ball uh, in the red zone. You think mm-hmm. uh, other teams are going to take from that? Absolutely. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. 100%. And even just like the Albert O catch where he's right at the sticks. Or it's like, oh, he almost got in. If he gets in there, all of a sudden that's a touchdown instead of a fumble. Yep. Yep. And Broncos do a good job, again, of um, stopping them there. That's the Bradley Chubb, uh, Bradley Chubb strip sack that, again, just bounces perfectly to a Seahawk. To, not, not only to a Seahawk, to the Seahawk that gave up the sack. <laughs> yep. I mean, what good luck from the Seahawks. Uh, Bradley Chubb got to be one of few players in NFL history to have a forced fumble, a sack, and a tackle on the same play. Yep. <laughs> All right. So I guess two, yeah. tack- two tackles. Is he for two tackles on yeah. that play? Yeah, two tackle mm-hmm. play. Yeah. Wild. <laughs> Insane. Uh, so Broncos get it back. They go down. And they go down to the three-yard line. To the three-yard line, and that is a amazing play call mm-hmm. uh, by Nathaniel Hackett. Andrew Beck's going to walk into the end zone, yep. and that's the false start, and it's just unbelievable. And yep. and that play, that that run, that would have interrupted what was a stretch of eight consecutive passes on that drive. They just let Russ take them all the way down the field. They let him cook, and it worked. It huh? did. It wow, did. Forty-two passes idea. in that game. Forty-two. Wow. And then that drive took so much time off the clock. So yep. then you're sitting there. Seattle's six got minutes. the ball with 6.13 left. And you're thinking, defense, you've come up big. you got to do it one more time. Mm-hmm. And boy, do they do it. Yep. Three plays, negative six yards. Bradley Chubb again, money-making mm-hmm. game for Bradley Chubb. Um, those, you know, you look around the league, a lot of guys had uh, multi-sack games this week. It's kind of an interesting just thing that I observed. Like, it felt like they were coming in bunches for everyone. Von Miller. Um, yeah, Von Miller did it. Uh, Khalil Mack did it. I think tj watt might have done it before he was injured um a lot of guys they were coming in bunches but those guys were doing that in winning efforts for bradley chubb to get two sacks when you when the game is on the line you need stops he he made two million dollars tonight congratulations he, totally he, he absolutely did and that was the first time the broncos forced a three and out mm. first time first not was it the first punt um it was uh no, second punt of the game. Second punt of the game, but their first time they forced a three. Now, couldn't have come in a better time. Broncos so get the ball with four minutes left. Plenty of time. In fact, you know, in the back of your head, you're thinking, you don't leave too much time. Yeah, <laughs> but even then, I was thinking, just, like, Run I told Henry, I'm like, give me a broken coverage touchdown, yeah. and I'll just well, trust abso- the defense. Ab- absolutely. Um, so the Broncos are down 4-0-2, ball on their own 22-yard line, down one point. And again, Russell Wilson thrived in these mm-hmm. situations going back uh, to training 42, camp. This is when he was money. 42 game-winning drives, I believe, in his career. Yeah. Um, and t- touchdown passes in the fourth quarter since he entered the NFL in 2012. Wild. You even think back to that drive before where, it's, sure, it's sold out for a field goal. He hit Saubert and Tomlinson in the hands in the end zone. 
But either one of those could have been touchdowns. Like he's oh, just playing. He's playing one. incredibly at this point. I forgot about the Tomlinson one until right now. Just a toe. That's. I mean, that's what I said. It's a game of inches, right? Yeah. That's like a game of centimeters. Uh, if, I don't know. If his foot is one size bigger, his toe might clip the ground on the way down. For a normal person, that that toenail, that's that's a game of centimeters. Eric Tomlinson, oh, there's some big big toes. <laughs> that that toe is an inch. All right, so let's go through this drive play by play. First down, Melvin Gordon up the middle for five yards. Second down, uh, Russell Wilson incomplete short right to Jerry Judy. That's just a drop from Jerry. Um, I thought maybe the path. Yeah, I'm not even gonna say it. Thank um, you. Jerry's got to make that play. Ugh. Third down, Albert. Oh, the anti Noah Fant play. Stopped short, dives and gets it. Pete Carroll, super timeout. Right out of Vic Fangio's playbook. He knows they have no chance of overturning this, but he's like, oh, let's give our guys some time to recoup, uh, you know, think it out. Let's reset the defense. There's absolutely no chance that ever got overturned. In fact, the spot was short of where it should have been. Alberto got it by, I don't know, six inches. Potential play of the game. Mm-hmm. That was absolutely huge from Alberto, uh, a guy that's been questioned for so many reasons in the past, coming up huge uh, time and time again in this game. Yep. And how about that? He gets stopped two yards short, looks over to the sideline to see where the marker is. Opposite sideline. Yes. <laughs> yes. And then he does everything he can to fight for that. A monster play from Alberto. He, that's what you're supposed to do when you're 6'5", 250. Exactly. But he did it. And we've seen some other guys that don't do I know. that. And then Great we job. also saw uh, on one of those uh, runs on that drive, I believe, Dalton Reisner is just – Javante Williams is fighting for extra yards, two yards after getting a two-yard gain. Dalton Reisner is just standing there watching Ugh. it happen. And who's who's in there pushing him? Alberto's in there pushing him. Yep. The Broncos miss Quinn Minerts on that play. And that's when I thought, damn, if that's Quinn Minerts in there, obviously Dalton would have also been in there as well. Yep. Quinn's pushing the hell out of mm-hmm. Javante. And the, the screen that got blown up, which I'm sure we'll get to, I mean, that's because Graham Glasgow just wasn't quite quick enough to get a hand on the guy. Four-yard loss to get downfield. Quinn Miners gets there. For sure. Uh, next play, Russell Wilson short right to Albert Okawebenom for six yards. Next play, Melvin Gordon right guard uh, for two yards. That leaves you uh, third and two at the 40. Short right to Javante Williams. Great read. Just boom, saw it, flipped it over there. Easy nine yards for Javante. And at that point, I'm like, they're winning. Yeah. For sure yep. winning. Um, and... Next play is what you talked about, Henry. The screen, man. They yeah. ran screen a lot in the first half, and it worked a lot in the first half. And by the time the second half came around, the Seahawks were just a little bit more privy to it. It was there, like you said, um, if Graham Glasgow just gets out there. But you cannot take a loss of four there. It's it's just mm-hmm. – it can't happen because this is what threw the entire thing off. That's what put you, you – you were just – slowly but surely chipping away like i would have taken anything there just forward anything that goes forward i'm in on uh you know quick out you know of course they're gonna be trying to defend the middle of the field for anything big give me jerry judy five yard out like he threw on the you know earlier that he just dropped go back to it go to Cortland sutton out go to you know kj hamler sprint out anything now you go backwards a little bit and that's what really throws you off minute 13 next one uh is russell wilson incomplete pass short right where was that going that's a uh, second and fourteen, right after the screen. Mm, right was that the third the down pressure? Who was it to? I don't remember. It doesn't even say who it was to. Uh, anyways, oh, that was the the ball that he spiked on the ground, oh, caught again, and then ran around yeah. the edge. Did you guys have any idea that no? The- 
threw the ball on the I ground. was like, incomplete pass. What the hell? Yeah, are you? I was too. like, did he just like throw kind of like, did the pump fake go low? So they just kind of brushed the ground with it and they call it complete. <laughs> right, I was like, what right, the hell right. is this? That was bizarre. I thought it got knocked down and came back to him. Mm. Um, that's what I was expecting to see on the replay. Mm. That was a weird one. Um, and it's just it just kind of slipped out of his hand. He was really going to throw it and there was a hand up. I think he probably made the right decision trying to stop that throw. Didn't work. Next play, of course, is the nine-yard swing pass to Javante Williams, who was an absolute beast in this game. He was incredible. He is such a beast. For him to get nine out of that was huge. In hindsight, maybe ended up hurting the Broncos because if he gets seven, there's no way they're kicking that field goal and they have another chance at it. And then it ends. And then the rest is history. Mm. And uh, i got two quotes for you. Do you guys want to know the uh, head-scratching quote or the – Punch to the gut. Let's let's get the, let's get the head scratch. So my thought was let's get the head scratching out of the way, and then I realized that the other one might actually be worse. But yeah, head scratching, head scratching, head scratching. This is coming from uh, Eric Delala's Twitter account. He said Brandon McManus said he didn't know that the Broncos were going to send him out to kick, but he said they he said he made it to the line. They needed to have a chance to make the kick. To me, that is so head scratching. Wait, wait, wait. I thought this was the plan all along. I thought this is what the Broncos were going to do. Shouldn't your kicker know that? Shouldn't your kicker be mentally prepared? I mean, Shouldn't your kicker be uh, on the sideline or, or, or whatever he needs to do preparing that he's going to go out and make that kick? He didn't know but, that he but, was going to go out there? But what does he mean he doesn't know? Because they sent him out there. Like, when did he not know? I, I don't know. That's what that, It's head-scratching. But I don't think that's anything. I think he just means they were like – did you know that that was the like the question was probably something along the lines of like did you know you were going to go out there after third and nine or once they got to fourth and five and he's like no i didn't but that was that was my yard line he tweeted it out then that's indecision he tweeted it out 46 yard line left hash that was my line to get to they got it there need to make the kick yeah and that's true but i don't understand the didn't know the broncos were going to send him out there to me that that's baffling i mean if your kicker doesn't know i disagree i mean I'm not, I'm not necessarily you, saying that's Hackett's fault. So I, I think your kicker has to be prepared for that. I mean, he has to realize that they're nearing field goal range with the clock running down. Like, like I'm not sure. Like, you just tell him, oh, it's fourth down now. Time to go kick the field goal. Like, he should kind of see that coming, right? Like, I don't know when they would have said, like, hey, just so you know, we're this might be a situation where I, we might be kicking a field I goal. I assume someone had to tell him as they ran off. 30 seconds with everyone just standing around with their hands on their hips. I assume Hackett said into the headset, we're going to kick it. That's what that's what I'm saying. And then at some point, you would expect someone would have turned yes. to BMAC and said, get ready. Yes. I mean, he it ran out seems, onto the field, though. It just seems ill-prepared. <laughs> like, it, it's, not until it's, after the timeout. At though. some point, oh. it just seems ill-prepared. Um, in some way. Now, the gut punch one. Sorry, this David. is Russell Wilson. After the game, I don't know what this is referring to, but it just makes that decision even worse in my mind. He says, I couldn't have been more locked in. Of course, this is his I mean, time. This is what he does. Of course he's locked in. This is why you pay him damn near $50 million a year is because that is Russ. He is that guy. He's that dude. Fourth and five with the game on the line, You, there's no one you'd rather have. Yeah. And if there is a couple guys you'd rather have... <laughs> The, sh- the list is very short. Yes. It's probably Patrick Mahomes and Josh Allen. I'd it- put Brady in, but maybe not even Allen. But, I mean, no, that's a difference yes, between us. We don't need to do this again. We don't need to do this again. Sure, you put Brady in. I don't even care. I trust Russ 
And in fact, I try, I'll, I'll take Russ over Brady in that situation wow. because he has the legs, which I would have liked to see him use more tonight. Uh, but that he's so far down on the list of people that I'm have any issues with. He's actually at the top of people, the list of people I feel great about. Oh um, yeah. And he that, looked incredible. And that's what makes me so <laughs> just disheartened that <sighs> that dude didn't get a chance in Seattle to, to make the play with the game on the line. How does that happen? Russ, like Nathaniel Hackett's supposed to be the vibes coach. Yeah. That's the ultimate vibes play. <laughs> it is. And that's the ultimate vibes play that, you know, three months ago that, you know, right when the schedule comes out, you brew over this, you know that oh, you're yeah. putting the ball in Russell Wilson's hand, not anyone else's. Yeah. I will say big picture. I'm not worried about anything after this game. Like, I don't feel any worse about this team than I did coming into it. I think we saw everything we want to see. Like, there's penalties. Yep. Penalties happen in week one. Like, it not sucks. Like it shouldn't happen. Uh-uh. But the thing is, I'm not worried about penalties in week 12. Now, if two weeks from now we see penalty, 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 that could get to me. But big picture, where the team is, I still... 12. Like, when Russell looks that good, when Javante looks that good, when the receivers, when all the tight ends, when the defense is even making plays... Like, maybe the pass rush is a little bit weak. Maybe the coverage is a little bit soft. They should have played more man. I mean, second most man in the NFL last year, and they didn't get to it for so long. It's, I don't know. To be, I, to, big j- picture, j- I'm just fine. To, just to be contrarian, though, this is against the Seattle Seahawks. If you're coming True. away with this against Tampa Bay, uh, Kansas City, the Chargers, Buffalo Bills, any of these teams, then you're saying, yeah, I'm, I'm really pumped that everyone looked really good. Just mm-hmm. a little few things to, to critique. But it was against a team that one of the only teams, one of the only two teams, that none of us picked in the fantasy draft. True. Or in our draft, because we thought they were that bad. They are. <laughs> like, that's going to be the worst part about this, is six weeks from now when we look at the Seahawks, we're going to say, how the hell did the Broncos lose to them? But it's the answer We know the obvious. answer, yeah. That's they the fumbled thing. the ball twice on the goddamn goal line. <laughs> they couldn't uh, tackle because nobody's tackled anybody. 12 for 106 in penalties is just absolutely unacceptable. But again, the main, the number one person... That is going to finally get me to sleep tonight is Russell Wilson. He's the DraftKings yeah. king of the game. He absolutely he, is. He was so good. He was and incredible. He wasn't even his best self. No. Nope. That's what that's what's gonna help me tonight. Is this dude throws for 340 yards on <laughs> damn near insane. 70% completions. With the pass interferences. With the pass interferences that easily gets this to 400. He was sick. He's so much better than anything the Broncos have had in so long. And his guys let him down tonight. And that's so painful because that's why he's here. He could have been in a lot of places, but mm-hmm. he's here because he liked the sporting cast because he said, these guys are going to help me get to where I need to go because the guys on the other side weren't good enough for him. And, you know, a few they other things be. throughout yeah. there. And Russ's guys, the ones that he wanted to play with, the guys that he wanted to go to battle with, let him down tonight. And that sucks. It's a damn shame. It does suck, but what doesn't suck is our friends over at DraftKings Sportsbook. They're giving you a chance to get $200 in your account to start you off. Mm-hmm. All you have to do is place a $5 bet on any NFL game, win or lose. So you weren't, you wouldn't be sweating that last-second field goal by Brandon McManus because you would have already cashed in on $200 over at DraftKings Sportsbook. And if you want more what DraftKings is doing, if you place a money line bet on any NFL team and they get up 10 points at any point in the game, 
you cash right away. It doesn't matter if they blow that lead and lose the game. You win your bet. So DraftKings has so many good things going on for new customers, for people that have already been in the game for a long time. They are handing you money. So head to the App Store now, download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now, and use promo code DNVR to get started and get $200 in your account when you bet $5 instantly on any football game. That's code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. How'd you guys do on DraftKings tonight? Terrible. I mean, yeah. That, what kind of question is that? <laughs> <laughs> I ended up. I had the Broncos. Uh, I ended up plus two dollars and fifty cents. Oh, shut up! What did oh, I tell you guys God. on uh, the tailgate? I hope if the seat, in terms of a betting perspective, if the Seahawks get up seven zero, I'm smashing it. I live by it. I'm not. I'm not giving out bad advice. Mm-hmm. I had Russell Wilson longest completion over thirty seven. That hit. Uh, Jerry Judy longest reception twenty two and a half. That hit. And under forty four. That hit. My misses were. Uh, Javante over 58 and a half. How did he not get there? He averaged 6.1 yards per carry. Uh, and you then know how Melvin Gordon got 12 carries, 58 yards. Javante got seven carries for 43 yards. That's wrong. That's, that's bad. They did a bad job. Um, uh, by the way, uh, I also had Russell Wilson over 13 and a half rushing yards. There's like four plays where he could have had that on one play and he decided to throw it in, in, instead. Um, one of them it resulted in one of those pass interferences that got them all the way down there. But I was like, Russ, just take yeah, off yeah. one Unfortunately, time you have me. no sympathy for me. I'm sorry, Russ. And then uh, <laughs> I also had a um, SGP that would have hit if Melvin Gordon just got in the end zone instead of fumbling on the one-yard line. It's tough. It's tough. It's tough. Shout out DraftKings, though. It's tough when you met, bet Moneyline Broncos. Mm-hmm. Yep. That it is, sure is. That's very tough. That sure um, is. All right. We're um, gonna... Nope. Good try. Uh, the American Raptors. Oh, okay. Go over to I'm Infinity so, Park. How did Go you guys not know that I wasn't going to say, we're going to quickly tell you about the American Raptors? Because you definitely weren't. He wasn't. No, no he was. We'll give it to him. him. The guy's a winner like today. They know we heard him. Well. The, uh, yeah, I mean, American Raptors, so much fun. Rugby. if you're a former athlete and you want to continue to be a professional athlete. I'm listening. This is just for you, Zach. Yep. How many Zachs does it take to tackle an American Raptor? Maybe One. we can figure it out in the offseason. Oh, I was thinking a half. Yeah. Um, but yeah, <laughs> if, uh, if you guys want to play rugby and you're actually super talented, you're a former pro, you play college sports, whatever, check them out. Get in contact um, because they're looking for people like you and they've been very successful. So the idea is that they take athletes, like I said, who played other sports, teach them how to play rugby with the goal of getting them on the U.S. national team, which trains at the same facility. That's Infinity Park in Glendale. Um, also, if you want to watch... You can get free tickets. All you got to do is go to AmericanRaptors.com, listen to the DMVR Rugby Podcast, read the content, and get some tickets. For free. Not Ryan. What oh, are we doing? Actually, here's one more fun fact from Russell Wilson. Last time... There's nothing that could be a fun fact. A Broncos quarterback... Oh, this actually isn't fun now I think of it. could be no fun facts. Last time a Broncos quarterback threw for 340 yards... Drew Locke against the Texans. I don't think he got Oh, I there. think he went for like 330 in that yeah. game. He, uh, he did not get it. But uh, you know who did? It was it was actually 339. Now that I think of it, I did double check that one because the sacks subtract. Peyton Manning. Case Keenum. Playing Against the Jets. The Seahawks. Oh, okay. Good. <laughs> a lot of guesses from guessing. over there. A lot of guesses <laughs> from over there. 377 from Case Keenum. Woo. That was uh, October 7th, 2018. How? I know, 16 he points. He was slinging and they lost. Oh, yeah. That, that's they when did. The Jets oh. ran all over the Broncos and it was incredibly disappointing. Another disappointing game tonight. <laughs> Robbie uh, Anderson also had a couple of long tees, or at yep, least one. Yep, he lost exactly. to that Sam was the, uh, Darnold. Bradley Roby game, if you remember uh, that. Uh, yes. Bradley Roby night. 
the Bradley Roby night that turned into the Bradley Roby day. Yep, the following day. Uh, Got to give a shout out to Tori in the comment section saying, won't go to bed until hear from the DNVR crew. Uh, and shout out to everyone that's tuning in with us live right now and listening to podcasts. Want to give mm-hmm. a thumbs up. Uh, if you'd give us a thumbs up on YouTube, that would really help us out. We got so many of you guys watching. Let's bu- boost those numbers up. All right. We got questions. We got super chats. Well, we got a lot got of people a lot. with a lot of things to say, and every one of them deserves to say it. So let's do it. Let's hit it. Let's All hit right. these super chats. I see 22 of them. Oh, boy. First one from Jacob says, I'm going to take the positives. Offensive played well the entire game. Defensive played well in the second half. We need to fi- fix red zone ASAP. It's also Seattle's Super Bowl. We'll be okay. And RK won the Eric pizza bet, Let's by go, the baby. Way. E.T. Mm-hmm. in on the first game, the alien, the first play of the game, and damn near every play after that. And uh, I also won a pizza today. You did. You yeah. Did. Yeah, won't have to. Won't have you want to a pizza on that as f- that caused the Broncos to lose. Good job. <laughs> I want it. I want it. <laughs> Brett Rippin was the backup quarterback. Yes, mm, three points on the first two drives. So who was that one with? Um, that was with my guy in the DMs. Well, I'm kind of outing one of our members, Chad Jacob. Okay, there we go. There um, we go. And what was the bet over under seven on the first two drives? I think it was over under three. So it was a push. Um, he said, I owe you a pizza. Oh, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I think we just might have outed you on actually winning that. <laughs> I'm not really sure. We'll have to go back. I also want to go back and see if I said anything along the lines of like, as long as Billy Turner's healthy, I'm in on this pizza. Bag. Oh, well, no, because we knew what his health was like. Uh, next one coming in from Christopher Adams said, at least I can go into my wedding honeymoon week in airplane mode and not give a frick about Denver as usual. Love wow. being let down. Well, congrats on the wedding. It was one game. Yeah. Congratulations. It. It, is, it is one game, but what I will say to people that are super down is they've lived this the past oh, yeah. three years, the past five years, the past six years. Things are going to change, but I understand pe- people thought this was going to be different. This was supposed to be an easy win. This was supposed mm-hmm. to be a, an incredibly fun win, and the Broncos not only uh, didn't play well, they were bad and boring. They were supposed to be good and fun. Tonight, they were bad and boring. Uh, they were not boring. Uh, I disagree with that. They put up 16 points. They were right on the goal line of a couple more. Mm-hmm. And they put up 16 points. But it, boring it, it, isn't it, just it, it was feels like a Drew Long. I feel it, like I'm talking it, about Drew Long right exactly. now. Exactly. This yeah. just feels like a classic Broncos game. And that has nothing to do with Russ. But it, it, yes. 340, though. No, Russ was awesome. That's different. And that's legitimate. Because it's not his fault that two guys fumbled on the goal line. And he really didn't miss. Like, he hit Eric Salbert in the hands. He hit Eric Tomlinson in the hands. Uh, I still want to know what happened on the Jerry Judy one. But, like, Russ didn't make big mistakes ever. No. no. Oh, now that I think of it, there was that one. There were there were two that hit a defender's hands. Yeah. There were two that hit a defender's hands. There was the double covered Cortland oh, in the end weird. zone. Cortland there, gave up on that. Drove me insane. Yes. Which may have drawn a pi, maybe not. Probably if not. He just I, I goes for the ball. It might. There was one before that as well. Okay. Anyways. I remember that, but yeah. It didn't Ru- turn into a right half a pixel drop. But anyway. it does. It feels in I feel like an insane person talking about I can't say the offense was good because they scored 16 points yes. but that does feel like a conversation yes. we had after a Drew Lock start where we were like man it really felt like the offense was moving the ball and doing good things and it's like yeah they scored 16 points I don't know what to say exactly this next super chat from Jeffrey we'll go for $2 thanks Thanks for, the, <laughs> thanks for the two bucks and the view. Yes. Um, suck it. Luke Himmerite. <laughs> Luke Himmerite says, pass rush? How big of a concern is that to you guys? 
I don't know. I it, it started slow and heated up. Yeah, the pass rush was really like non-existent until it was doing game-changing plays. Yeah, and the and the thing mm-hmm. is, they want that was the game plan. It's very clear the game plan was give them short underneath stuff that's quick. Like there were some plays for sure where they brought four and didn't get anything, and it allowed Gino to like he had that big throw to Tyler Lockett, I believe, over the middle, um, where it was just like you got to get there. There, but there's going to be plays in every single game where you say, hey, we needed more from the pass rush there. I am not concerned about Bradley Chubb. I'm highly encouraged by Bradley Chubb. Yep. I am concerned about Randy Gregory's ability to get to the uh, to the passer. Uh, how about the big three guys as well in the middle of the defensive line? Not much push there. DJ Jones, I thought was really good. Draymond had a couple plays early. I thought DJ was getting DJ the did exactly what you signed him to. The problem is there was just when he got into the backfield, there was just nothing, yes, yes. nothing filling in behind him. That's where Josie sniffs that out and fills it up. Next one from Ooh, one other thing. <laughs> two power rushers. They don't have anybody quick. Nobody can get to the quarterback quickly. And when you have two guys working slowly, collapse the pocket. That's not going to lead to a lot of sacks against somebody who can get the ball out quick, which is a lot of quarterbacks. Maybe it's bringing Malik. Re- oh, never nah, mind. Need Nick Benito. Oh, he could play. Um, you hope. He did not. Yeah. Was he inactive? No, he was active. He was active, yeah. Jack Bailey. We're going to have a long night on Twitter. Yeah. Going to have a long week on Twitter. I did do yeah. some numbies today, though. Hey, I was, I was doing numbies, too. <laughs> I know you were. Oh, can, wait. Speaking of numbies. All right, we'll bring it up. Um, oh, boy, I don't know what I said. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't something you said. Uh, from Steve. They played like a team with an entirely new coaching staff who didn't play during the preseason. Not panicking yet. Fair. Yep, that's where I'm Except at. Except for the fact that before that game, teams with new coaches were 6-2-1 and one mm. this week. Uh, but teams that didn't play in the preseason were 1-5. and five. Yes. Well, 3-7 and seven if you cancel three out seven, the playing against each other. but there was other. two teams in the Packers and Vikings and Chargers and Raiders that played each other. Someone had to win those. Chargers scored 24 points. They're not happy with that performance from mm-hmm. their offense. Um, and the other one was Vikings-Packers. Vikings actually feel amazing about their offense. Uh, Packers obviously couldn't possibly feel worse. Um, and uh, Steve, I agree with you, and we're going to look at the bigger picture tomorrow. What just is concerning about this is you look at the division, and the Broncos had a great opportunity to kind of put themselves where we thought they were, with the Chiefs, mm-hmm. with the Chargers, and then the Raiders were going to be left in the background. Now they're down there with the Raiders, which is where a lot of people nationally thought the Broncos were. Not a bad team, but kind of in the category of the Raiders. So we'll look at the bigger picture, but that's the reason to be a little concerned is how competitive this division is. Yeah, I hate that I, we have to talk about a, a Nathaniel Hackett decision being essentially what decided no this game. Deal. It just it, I don't know, it feels, it feels like he made the wrong one. Like. Yep. We really like Nathaniel Hackett. Yep. Uh, but can't defend that one. No, nope, absolutely can't. Next one coming in from Stephen Scholey says, uh, same old Broncos. This is what I was talking about <laughs> earlier. Can't cover tight ends. Let mid-quarterbacks cook us. Denver will get rocked by the rest of the West. Boneheaded mistakes. Tired of this team, man. Wow. Uh, it's going to get better. I very, I completely agree with you, Ryan. I do. But again, I understand why people are feeling this way is because it's just the the same damn thing over again. The meltdown on Twitter, I'm sure, is a sight to behold. And it is justified because of what you're talking about. It felt so familiar. And I just don't, like, I'm saying this because I know everyone on Twitter wants me to say it. Like, do you need to bring in Phil Lindsay to give to hand him the ball in, in important situations? <laughs> He's the only dude in the NFL that doesn't fumble the damn ball. Here's one like little them? pushback, though. So, put up 433 yards tonight. They didn't do that once last year. 
They did it twice in 2020. Didn't do it in 2019. Did it once in 2018. Once in 2017. Once in 2016. How many times did they score 16 points? I mean, that's the thing, though. But, I mean, this isn't... I still push back on the boring. They, um, they were bad and didn't score a lot. They weren't bad and boring. Yeah. Bad and didn't score a lot. Yeah. Bad scoring is the thing I, that matters. I yep. thought that game was highly entertaining. It, I, I agree. Yeah. I agree. And I, I felt things. I felt feels that I haven't felt in so long about Broncos football. Like, I was so stressed. I didn't eat tonight. That's how stressed I was. I haven't felt that way in yeah. years. Um, so, it, it was different. And, Steven, I understand where you're coming from tonight. It will get better. Yeah. Trust me on this one. It's going to get more fun. It's going to get more exciting. The Broncos have so many correctable errors that they can get better at tonight. And it sucks because we ran our mouths a lot about the oh, Seahawks yeah. and what should happen in this game. And that, that's the worst part. Like, that's what feels the worst. Is you lost to a team you had no business losing to. And now I'm sure all of their fans are having an absolute heyday. Uh, yeah. And six weeks from now, you know, the, the joke's going to be back on them. But it doesn't matter because you lost to them. Yep. They played really badly. They played really, really badly. But it's just nice to have Russ and Javante and just a few things you can point out and be like, yeah, this is, this is real. All right. We have a, a quick picture I want to bring up really quick. Oh, God. Look at that. <laughs> Look at that. <laughs> I got to say thank you. Thank you very much. I called Ryan earlier today and was just a little freaked out about the situation, not having a space because the bar is still being redone. Uh, and uh, I just I like to zone in, and and you guys made it come true. <laughs> Zach is um. Ryan was so excited for this. And, you know, I, I don't know, and I realized this about midway through the game. I don't know if this was just a total troll, and you guys expected me to go back and sit in the middle of nope. the bar with everyone, or no, but no, I, no. I was all about it. Yeah. Uh, no, I, Zach's very. He really likes to get dialed in during the game. Like, for me, I I like to be talking to people and shooting the shit, and you know all that stuff, but. Normally we have, you know, our, our, our own TVs in the studio. We just, during the renovation, haven't gotten around to that, been more focused on getting the bar ready. So Zach was like, well, where can I sit? I was like, I don't know. We'll figure something out. <laughs> so I got into the bar and I was like, oh, let's just put one of these chairs right here. We'll make a big sign. It That's was perfect. I felt I was in my own little man cave. But what was so cool, and I was just so excited cave. for this. The Numbies cave. I was so excited for the end of the game just to blow up and have it be so cool because it felt like mm -hmm. we were in the stadium yep. yeah. throughout most of the game. The energy was insane. So I was in like my own locked in man cave with just so much energy around. It was perfect. Yeah. It was Come, yeah. Coming in the night from Tosh. How small is that chair? <laughs> Even though it looks pretty small. It was a pretty small chair. <laughs> it was. Um, it, uh, the bar, the new bar, um, <laughs> Echoes. Oh yes. yeah. The the chants and the cheers like really reverberate. Oh, can, yeah. can fit two numbies in that chair. Yeah, right after the Jerry Judy touchdown. Like there's like a is it, do you have the Let's Go Broncos in here? The Let's Go Broncos chant that erupted mm -hmm. after that was like it just like reverberates and echoes yeah. and oh they all everyone deserved so much better. I did. We did. We did. Everyone that's been riding with us for so long, this was it. But as Hank has been giving a lot of pushback for, this is a different Broncos team. Look at that. He got the uh, uh, noise exposure oh, notification <laughs> on the, uh, what is that, an Apple Watch thing? I, yeah, I got to say, though, wow. they, they many times on the broadcast, they kept showing Lumen Stadium. And mm -hmm. it was at like 96, 98. And I'm going, 
That's not that loud. That's, what are we yeah. and, and look, look at that. Look, look at his Apple Watch. Many times, way over a mm-hmm. hundred. I know nothing. So, I know nothing about decibels, but I I knew numbies would. <laughs> when they set the record in 2013, it was 137 decibels. Oh, so it was soft because half soft. the stadium was orange. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yep. Love it. All right. Let's keep it going. Brian Yee with the next one. Seattle's agenda. Thank you, Gift, for this win. Two fumbles inside the five-yard line. Inside the one-yard line. Uh, and over ten penalties, we gifted them this game. Yep. Completely agree, Brian. Yep. But Lightyear, our defense couldn't tackle a toddler today. That's yep. what it felt like, yep. especially in the first half. They did tackle DK Metcalf. Was today True. the day... <laughs> I guess they were Javante was good breaking tackles. This isn't a good day for Zach to be trying to tackle Javante. No, terrible no. day. Yeah, Javante. Oh man, Javante um, hurt Tariq Woolen. Literally sent yeah, he him broke, out he, of he, the game. I'm pretty sure he separated his shoulder. Oof. Yikes! That's what no. uh, getting in Javante's way will do to you. And Tariq Woolen, he's so small and yeah, wiry. Yeah, yeah. How is. many Broncos but would Tariq it take Wollen to also tackle? Absolutely depleted KJ Hamler. Point oh one seconds God. before that. Why the hell are they motioning KJ Hamler to be a lead to blocker? be a lead blocker on a toss? Also, like, KJ, uh, just dive at the legs. Like he tried to, he just tried to oh. lower his shoulder. Treak Woolen, Treak Woolen's like, uh, okay, I'll do this right <laughs> back to you, and you'll go flying. How many Broncos defenders to tackle one numbies? Mm, that's a good question. Uh, 0.5? <laughs> wow, one generous. One ratio after today's game. Uh, you're at least like one Give to four. Give me DJ Jones with only his upper body. Wow. Mm, Alex Singleton got that away. one arm on the potential sack. That's bringing numbies down. Yeah. Mm, man, if Gino can get away, I'm myself a little <laughs> Oh, speaking of like arms around super quick, how about that Garibald's non non-holding call? Yeah. Where he was choking the guy to death. <laughs> I, I thought he actually had his hand inside the pad and not he didn't like get around it. So he's still on the pad. His hand is his elbow is obviously up near the neck area, but he didn't actually like hook him. You buying this? I thought it was old. Yeah, I thought so. I, I appreciate though. If <laughs> that would have been sh- his third penalty on the game. I wish that there were like false start attorneys. And illegal how how does a tackle get a legal formation just doesn't line up right yeah it's too far off the line get on the damn line <laughs> i know i know so many like and i don't even think that all those penalties were on him like there's fluky stuff like that where it's like he did not look like he was that much further back than cam fleming on the other side no. but still so many penalties yeah. damn it yeah other point teams should be allowed to have attorneys on the sideline to argue calls <laughs> just like what our cages did <laughs> like he should have been standing there saying no his arm was across you thought this game was slow now do you want it to be <laughs> a, would you want it to be a coach or like a literal attorney i think that should be a position oh, on the staff the broncos have the best attorney so they'd be killing get harvey a jersey <laughs> yeah. uh next one's from john loaf See you with the Fontenot at the goal line. Broncos twice at the goal mm. line. I can't believe that. We can't be doing CU comparisons. We're not there yet. <laughs> We're <laughs> no, not there no, yet. No, no, 21 no. points off the board at the goal line for my teams this weekend. That's tough. That's, That's tough. terrible. But hey, RK on a good note, Dolhoy says, uh, wasn't Eric Tomlinson in on the first play? You're damn right he was. Yeah, he was. Pizza's all around. Uh, <laughs> Schwa- actually, yeah, we all got pizzas tonight. Courtesy of one another. Maybe it was a good night. <laughs> so does that no, mean you guys are no. just gonna go yep. eat pizza together? Pizza. Yep. We should do should that. Should we have RG document week. it? We're all just oh, gonna absolutely. eat a whole pizza. 
<laughs> Everybody buy each other the pizzas. Yeah, exactly. It'll be a pizza exchange. Schwabi, just with a $5 super chat. I guess that's for pizza, huh? Thanks, Schwabi. Wow. Um, pizza fund. Next one from Mike Trout. What's up, Mike? Says, uh, we have ma- we may have lost. We well, did. We may have lost, but I can tell you the last time we felt like we were in, in it from the start to the finish. Or, But can you tell me the last time we felt like it from the start to the finish? Uh, those know? felt like the good games last year. There were some of them. It's not like those didn't exist. It's yeah. just that it was either that or you didn't feel like you were in it. This and this this one just felt like real. Like okay, there's actually legitimate reason to be so hopeful. Yeah, yes. and there's legitimate consequences to to if you lose this. Where last year it was like, oh, this is great. This team may be 500. This one's well, like, yeah. this is a great team playing football. Mm-hmm. Yep, and just shooting themselves in the foot. Yep. Yep. Um, when you don't play any preseason football, that's starting to eat at me more. It's a fair take. I can't even I can't even do my thing against it right now. Uh, next one from Anthony Carmona. <laughs> Manning cast 10 out of 10. Uh, why kick that? You paid your quarterback that much money. Defense and those penalties looked like they were on the preseason in the first half. Pass rush was not mm. great. Yep, I agree. I mean, the pass All rush the- wasn't existent until Bradley Chubb absolutely came alive. And, and it, you got the sacks. Your sack numbers may be a little low. Counts as three in there? Or was it just the two from Chubb? I don't remember another. Just the two from Chubb. So two, that's low. You want four. Four is average. Yeah. But... It's the lack of pressure on the other plays that's yep. the real killer. Yeah, it's like the pass rush wasn't it was non-existent until yeah. it was changing, uh, creating game-changing plays. You had slowly collapsing pockets, which just isn't good enough at this point in the NFL. I hated what the feeling that I had that something was going to go wrong. Like that's um, a residual feeling from the past, and I could not kick it. Like I wanted Oof. to just be like, Russ has us. It's fine. And I just, I, it wasn't there. It, I was just like, something's going to go wrong. And then it did. I completely agree. And I think it's just that feeling. And I just kept re- re- falling back on, it's Russ. It's Russ. But then the feeling was still there. Yeah. And I think that's and these last five, six that's years. That's the thing is, the, thing they, the things that went wrong weren't Russ's fault. Even like the screen to Javante, right. that's not Russ's fault. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, the decision to kick is not Russ's fault. So it's like, Russ had him. Everyone else still had their like loser stench on them. Hit Salbert and Tomlinson in the hands. Wind up with a field goal. God damn it. That's, yeah. that's the difference. There's like six different plays where you say, oh, that one goes different. There you go. You win. Chris DeLilla. Wild. Absolutely wild. Should never have attempted the field goal. But after the icing and it goes wide, you pull them and go for it. Why not? I thought about that too. I would love to punish the other coach for calling that timeout and being like, oh, he missed? Eh, Russ, go back and get it for us. And then you, and then like Russ gets to be the hero. Pete Carroll's the idiot. Mm, man, that would have been fantastic. That's a vibes call. Mm. Yeah, it is. And I'm all for going for it with Russ at in any opportunity. But man, I certainly thought when Pete iced him and it went and he missed, I thought Brandon's got this. It's gonna go in because I he had too. the leg both times. Yeah. So I'm saying he's gonna correct it. That second and, one. And boy, How did close it look like it? he was making it. I mean, what? That was a foot from the upright. Looked like it, yeah. About foot, and maybe. The, it was trajectory was going in. Yep, I uh, thought it was upright yeah. all the way. It, it was one of those where there, there. I didn't think there was a moment where I thought it was going in. I think maybe no, like ten percent of the way in. It started drawing early and straightened out for yeah, like half a second. Yeah. That's what I was like, <gasps> yeah. yeah. And then it okay. started drawing. Again. That is it's, right. It's kind of like when you like hit the power draw. You're trying to hit it like around the corner, and mm-hmm. it's just like. Oh. Too, you know, you hit the right shot, but you didn't start it out right enough. 
Mm. Never done that. I might always go the right way. And the other thing, you notice that the hold, it was just a little bit slanted, and the ball just kind of had this slight angle all the way in the air but that felt like it was pushing. Maybe that's what I you want. I think that's because you're trying to hit a draw. like Potentially. Carries further. Totally. That totally could mm, be true. So but I did look at it and say like... Sam Martin. Uh, no. Oh, let's start this. Yes. No. That that would, I'm happen. pretty sure that, he was, that like when you're trying to kick it extra far, you're trying to get that mm -hmm. turning, like catch the, you know, whatever. Yeah. Next one's from Jacob Woodell, who has that quote from uh, BMAC, 46-yard line, left hash is my mark. They got it there. I have to make the kick. Yep, well, your mark is now the 50-yard line. Yeah, your mark is clearly the not 60, 60 40 plus yards. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Other yeah, way. Yeah, <laughs> We're not getting more range from that. <laughs> I was thinking where I kicked it from, not where they oh, spotted okay. it. This, um, is, this is a good one to end on. Brandon Gilchrist comes and says, breathe. It's week one. A lot of encouraging things happen tonight. Already a better team uh, than we've watched the last few years. All is well. Flying in from Charlotte for the tailgate and game, boys. Love to hear it. Texans, huge game now. Yes, the Broncos mm -hmm. don't lose home openers. Um, this one is... Touch I'll, I'll touch wood. But yeah. I'm just saying, like, <laughs> yeah. you're getting... A better Broncos team in a better situation, um, and against a better team. I still think so. I still think so. Did we draft the Texans? I did. I believe I did. If not, one of you did. Okay, so they they were drafted. So it was the Seahawks and Jets. Yeah. No, I think no, someone did take the, someone the Jets. Not me. I had Seahawks and or not Bears and Jets is my worst. I th I mean, I don't think the Colts are that bad. Seahawks I've I've Texas. got no you. Yeah. The Jets were drafted. Give me some other ones. Lions were drafted. Falcons were drafted. Panthers were drafted. <laughs> Washington football team was drafted. That's Browns, Giants. Who sucks? I mean, I... So, oh, here. Let me just go off my rankings. Oh, I deleted them as I went. Real quick. Right, someone said it. we're charging people. No, we are not charging people. I think the Texans might be off it. The Texans? I think it was Texans and Seahawks were the two teams that didn't get drafted. Boy, we didn't realize that, but that is correct. The Texans were not drafted. Yeah. The Broncos could not oh, start. Brown, you two. drafted the Browns at the very end. Yeah. That's oh, yes, right. I did, yeah. yeah. Um, also, no, we're thanks not. For, thanks for the dub. We are not charging yeah. people. People are just generously leaving Super Chats because they love us, and we love them. Wow. Yeah. Um, uh, we actually got one, two, three, four, <laughs> five wow. more. Yes. A lot more coming five in. I love it. I, I mean, as soon as I go home, I have to just be alone and think about this. So I'm down. I have to me. write uh, about it. Not I'm alone. around. Yeah. Not alone. Wow. <laughs> You're going to go to bed, though, and True. I'm going to be sitting on the couch thinking about this alone. Bud Lightyear says, I live in Washington. This week is going to be rough. Oh, God. Fortunately, Bud Lightyear, it's going to be rough them for more than a week yeah, it's gonna be all year th this was their super bowl they have nothing else and they just won it broncos what? won a game they're gonna say seahawks are better Wh exactly what change what what can change it nothing, nothing. super bowl N not even that because yes. they'd still they'd still claim they'd still claim it yeah. they can claim it but, but, but you won't it won't hurt lost you. it won't hurt broncos you. win the super yes bowl. yes yes you're right you're right you're right but i mean it's gonna be a while unfortunately you're gonna pretty much, yeah there's pretty much i hope you've you tuned do. out and Oof. you're not listening to how bad this is gonna be for so this long for just, you <laughs> yeah I but don't we're know. here for you bud light you're, you know where to go next one coming in tell from... them that they ruined their chances at bryce young there you go. Yeah. There you go. There's your answer. Answer. That's yep. your well, they got Geno Smith. They got their savior. Congrats, guys. I got to say, Geno Smith was 13, fired 13. up for this game. He was. Oh, man. He, he was. Well, dude. That was his Super Bowl. We are hitting a troll 
hour. So mm. yeah. let's get through let's these. Go. Let's go. The Especially if the trolls want to uh, help us boost our, our uh, spot in the algorithm, bring them in. <laughs> Greg S., we needed this win. Uh, we need as many wins before the buy as we can get. After the buy, it gets really challenging. Yep. Can't argue with that. I mean, that's just yep, it's fact. Naj says 10% to make the field goal. 35% chance at making fourth and five. What was Hackett doing? How will this sit with Wilson in the locker room? And what was up with using timeouts with 10 seconds left? Clueless. Well, I, they, the timeouts at the end of the game, it was just like maybe they'll fumble a snap. I like that. Just <laughs> yeah. give, give yourself a chance. Um, whatever. Um, uh-huh. And I wonder, Naj, are those actual real analytics? 10% chance of making a field goal uh, and 35% chance at converting fourth and five? And again, if those are numbers, it's not just 35%. It's 35% and then making whatever field goal you're left with, which is a lot better chance than the 10%. But if it's 75%, that 35 goes to 26. Still way better than 10%. Absolutely. If it's 56, who knows? But yeah, it's a bad decision. Just go for it. Just lose, yeah. win or lose with Russ. Yep. Next one from 562 Broncos says, should have won this game, but why waste 30 to 35 seconds? Just call a timeout and settle for a 64-yard field goal. To try and have less time on the clock. I mean, if that field goal goes in, we're saying good call. I would be saying that because they have now they have 15 seconds to try and go and get their field goal. It's way better than if they had a minute, for sure. But... But it just the the problem is not is is kicking the field goal, yes. not the clock management. I don't care opinion. about the time unless you're going to go I for do. it. I still have an issue with it. That's fair. But we've hashed it out. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Last one coming in from USAC says, "Not worried at all. We had Russ to get off, and we were in an emotional game. We beat ourselves and have to cover up mistakes and get on track next week." <laughs> yep. Penalties can't linger. I just don't. I just. I'm not oh. worried. I'm just sick. Agree. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, it's not worry; it's just pain. Uh, I, I, like I haven't even like gotten to the the part of the grieving where it's like, wow, like Russ didn't get, he didn't get to like beat them. Like I haven't even started like thinking about that part yet, where it's like, wow, Russ had to lose to his team. Yep. Yeah. I do Ugh. more. One from Paul Third. He says, "Full Hawk Stadium for the first time in years." Glad we could help him out. Yeah, a lot of wasn't even that loud. A lot of orange. Yep. Uh, yeah. Marvell, keep the super chats coming. I dare you to keep us here all night. <laughs> um, do you I think Brady or Manning would have let the coaches call a field goal on that last play? You don't. It's not up to you. I did wonder about that. Mm. Like, and, and it's not up to you, but. What is the conversation with Russell and Hackett like? Because I feel like there needs to be one. If you let that just simmer, that's how a crack starts to form. You got to hash it out. And I'm curious what it... I wish I was in that room. Well, here's the thing. If you call the timeout at a minute, you have a chance to talk it over. I don't think this What is... I'm saying is you didn't... Like, as oh. they're standing out there on the field, you're not conversing with Russ about, hey, what do you want to do here? What do you like? What's the call if we do go for it? If you still run the clock, yeah. As you're running... Exactly. If you call the, the timeout after the play... You call Russ over and you talk about you talk it out with him. But as you're standing there and the clock's running out, Russ knew. Like as soon as they called the timeout, twenty seconds, he took his helmet off because he it, knew what was coming. Is it crazy to say Russ shouldn't be involved in that decision? Because yes, I'm pr- that is crazy. Really? Because you know that the quarterback is always going to push for the ball in his hands, mm-hmm. and maybe you have to let him make his case. But I mean, it was the wrong decision, wrong result. But I do think that that's a head coach decision, and maybe just for political reasons, you listen to the quarterback. 
But I do think that should be his decision alone. If, and he needs to be good at making those decisions. If Nathaniel Hackett is letting Russell Wilson call the plays in the final two mm-hmm. minutes, he's just giving him suggestions and Russell Wilson should and, and Russell Wilson's in there game planning Ooh. and Russell Wilson has his own office and he has this much power, then yes, that's the dynamic that you have set up. Russell Wilson should be involved in that decision. And yeah. what I will say to the question specifically about Brady or Manning, um, yeah, they would have been absolutely wanting to stay on the field and making it known to their coach. My question is, would they be doing that on their very first game with a new new coach? coach. That's what I was thinking too. So that's kind of what, what just adds in dynamic to this. And and, and Russ doesn't want to fracture this relationship and come out after the game and say, yeah, what the hell was he thinking? Of course I want to go for it. Of course we should have. Can you imagine that start to the Broncos era? He did say I was locked in. Like he's, he, he, he he sent his message, which mm -hmm. was, I wanted to go for it. What is Which, it like if I send you this? It means I'm locked in. Yes. <laughs> Do you think Russell <laughs> sent uh, Hackett? He sent the Hackett, the lock emoji. He's locked in. In hindsight, I do think you definitely have to talk to him. You definitely have to talk to him. Yeah. I can't imagine Tom Brady not talking to Bill right, Belichick. Right, right, right. Or um, whoever the coach is. I would. I mean, I would have loved it if Russ looked over and just said, let's go for it. Well, That's the kind of thing that everybody Nathaniel loves. Hackett probably would have liked it too. Yep. Yep. A hundred percent. But I think you're right. Three years from now, if these two are still together, then that's when Russ looks over and says, we're going. Yeah. And I do think... First game, he says, I got to trust this guy. He's the coach. And it does... I think it sets the tone having this go this way. Or it's like, yeah, now Hackett isn't going with the kicker again. Next fourth and five, whether it's 64, whether it's 50, whatever. In this situation... You're giving the ball to Russ in this situation. I think that that kind of oh, that branch of the tree is just gone. Is there a world where like something similar like this comes up in a playoff game and they go and convert it, and we get to look back at this and say, "Yeah, thank God that happened then," because then Hackett knew the answer oh, to that question. Ab- absolutely. In uh, the Super 100%. Bowl against the Seahawks. Mm, mm. That, that would be incredible. <laughs> Why don't we hit a couple of final super chats? Yep. We will uh, get to that in just a second. Is, uh, we'll uh, flip the camera battery and finish this out the right way. We're, we're not going to you know, pull Broncos and just let the <laughs> clock run out. You do um, make that chair look small. Beast. Thank you. Congrats. Thank you. Yeah. 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 No, I'm I d- proud. I did, a, I did an upper body day today. Mm. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Wow. <laughs> Went to the arm farm. Oh, yeah. Oh, look at those things. Got oh. some guns. Yeah. Those are um, legal. To have, but man, guns. wouldn't it have been something? Picture this: Nathaniel Hackett calls the timeout with 20 seconds left. He sends McManus out. McManus is running onto the field, and Russ says, "Get off." Yes, he stays on. It's very clear that Russell Wilson just overrode Nathaniel mm-hmm. Hackett. He converts the fourth and five, gets another first down, gets one more first down, sets up an easy. 44-yard field goal for Brandon McManus to nail, and that's what Russ does in his first time back in Seattle. Mm. He not only wins the game, but he owns the game. So now are we blaming Russ for not taking control? No. We're not. We're not. We're not, to be clear. We're not. <laughs> that, that's going to sit with me for a long time. Uh, and I just I, – I hope something happens soon that allows us to move past this, but this one is going to linger for a while. Mm. Like even if you go beat the Texans 44 to 10 next week, that doesn't make this one go away. Now you're one and one. You're yeah. back to 500. You're talking about the Raiders game is, is when you could feel like, okay, 
And I mean the Raiders game in terms mm-hmm. of you just won the next three, including yep. the Raiders yep. on yep. the road. Then you're like, okay, three and one. And if I would have told you guys three and one at the beginning of the season after four games, you probably take it. Yep. Um, oh, God. We'll, but... we'll, we'll talk about the big picture. We'll dive into the big picture tomorrow. <laughs> Uh, Davis Mills week. I'm, oh, there's more. Oh my gosh! They just keep <laughs> Let's go. All oh, night. Bud Lightyear comes in and says, "This feels oddly like the Packers game from last year." Ooh. No, I was thinking the previous. There was a Packers game. There was year? not a Packers okay. game last that year. Was, we appreciate the super where chat. Where were Bud we? We were Ice House for the Packers game. That yeah, was that was a couple years. That ago. was a couple years. That ago. has to be the one though. Was that, that was before was that we had a COVID. Oh, I mean, they play every four years. Yeah, 2019. That, that was pre-COVID. They play every four years. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, five six two Bronco. Why pay 250 million to take the ball out of his hands? That's the one. That's yep. that's the worst part. That's gonna kill me. I I think I I said the fumbles. Nope. This is gonna be worse for me because it's it's just <laughs> this is what we wanted, man. <laughs> this is what we were living for. Get the ball into get the ball what? into your franchise superstar oh quarterback's hands. With the ball, with the game on the line, and watch him go make a play for you to win a game. Like we would have been talking on this podcast oh. if it were. There's no guarantees that they oh, no. that they convert that. If they convert that and they go in, we're sitting here talking about and saying, add one win to the Russell Wilson column. Mm-hmm. You won that game because you had Russell Wilson. Oh. And we don't get to say we don't even get to talk about the possibility. Oh man, that's how about this yes. a, a super chat from Naj saying Pete Carroll after the game was thankful they didn't go with Russ. That says it all. Shake my head, and that's kind of a. There's philosophy. no way he said that. Uh, that's I, I don't know, but that's what he's saying, and that's my philosophy: is uh, is do what your opponent doesn't want you to do. Oh, uh, he was thankful oh, that they kicked the field goal. Yeah, okay. I was surprised right, they right, took right. Russ out at the end. Then, we weren't thinking field goal there. We were thinking they were going. They we think they're going gave us a chance to win the game on that play. Very fortunate. More. Hurts even more. That's yeah. twisting the knife after it's already. In. And then we had people thinking that the other person meant Packers Niners, and then someone else said no, he meant Packers for Saints. <laughs> um, yeah. So I'm not sure. Brutal it just seems the like Packers. the Packers. Yeah. Eric <laughs> says on, on a super chat, he says, do we panic if we lose next week? Yes. Ab- absolutely. Five alarm panic. Oh, yeah. Everything. Everyone. Everything. Everything is everything yep. is being questioned yep. from yep. top to bottom. Yep. 100%. And I've said it already, but I think the Texans are better people to give them credit for. And I do think you still panic. We saw, just we saw it. It doesn't matter. Yeah. The so yeah. I, I think everyone's buying what, what you're saying, Hank. Let's go. Davis Mills hype train. Not Mar- this week, Marvel next week. Marvel Garrett says, do you think Brady or Manning oh, we already would have got that oh, one. We, we did. Uh, and then Ian B with maybe our last one says, perplexing loss feels like a fluke. Still super optimistic based on the positive vibes or the positives we saw tonight. Glad to be back for the season, boys. Let's ride. All right, I'm officially putting the kibosh on any more Super Chats. Don't leave us anymore. Um, but, but I want to finish here. Tomorrow, I'm going to wake up. Sun's going to rise. Russell Wilson is going to be the Denver Broncos quarterback. The guy who completed 70% of his passes for 340 yards and one touchdown tonight. And there'll be some lessons that were learned in this game that will never or should never come up again. That is what is going to, like I said, eventually get me to sleep tonight is Russell Wilson is badass. And in the future, the ball will be in his hands when the game is on the line. Mm-hmm. And that is going to take the Broncos a long, long way. So this one sucks. It's going to sting for weeks on end. Oh, yeah. And that really, really sucks. But Russell Wilson's under center. He's calling the plays. Everything's going to be okay. Yep. We saw, we saw optimism tonight. It just sucks that it came with a loss. In a weird mm-hmm. form, we did. Yeah. We did. 
And so that's going to wrap it up for us tonight. Thank you, everyone. Uh, th these always help me. I feel much better now. Mm -hmm. um, I hope you guys feel better, too. And, uh, of course, we'll be back with you tomorrow and the next day and the next day after that. And super quick, make sure to turn on your alerts, subscribe to our channel, hit us with a thumbs up because I can guarantee you tomorrow we will not be going live at the normal time. Broncos have uh, a press conference right when we be doing the pod, so make sure that you turn on those alerts to know exactly when we're going live. And I just want to say thanks to the chat for not being so toxic. toxic. Yeah. Um, there were a few people kind of being a bit trolly, but you know, after these losses, it, this is a place to go to and talk about football, not be a bad person. So let's just keep that moving forward. Hell yeah. There we go. All right, guys. Thank you so much. And we will see you tomorrow. Flying cotton